Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Official Gears Podcast, where we're talking about everything from mouse ears to butterbeers. It's Alan and Brian here. I want to thank you for joining us again as we dive into episode 60 in the continuation of our series, where we're talking about 50 of our favorite things at Walt Disney World in honor of the 50th anniversary. Uh, how are you doing today, Brian? Uh, doing well. Um, we are back in quarantine, so... Uh, I, I tested positive, um, I guess, let's see on Sunday. And so, um, after testing negative a couple days earlier, um, I tested just to make sure that, you know, I wasn't potentially spreading it to people that I didn't want to spread anything to in case I had it. Turns out it was positive and the test thing showed very positive. So it was kind of like taking a pregnancy test kind of, it was just like waiting for the results. And we're like, please don't be pink. Please don't be pink. And sure enough, it showed up pink. So, um, you know, now I know how, you know, teenage girls feel, I guess. I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> Manny and Abigail also tested positive, um, this morning. So, uh, which is Wednesday. Um, so now the whole household has had it and, uh, which I guess is a good thing because we cannot get it again. Abigail cannot be quarantined again. Um, we're all good to go for our universal trip in October and we don't have to worry about, um, really catching it. So, uh, it's just right now we've, and everybody's doing okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everybody, everybody's doing okay. Cold um, symptoms, but yeah, I, I've got a few cold symptoms and everything, but that's about it. Abigail and, and Mandy are completely fine. You can't even tell that they have it. Um, Blaine is back at school. Good. Perfectly fine. Um, so, I mean, really good. it's just, um, you know, I'm upstairs working and Abigail's downstairs on computer learning. Mandy's on her computer downstairs somewhere teaching. So it's just um, one of those things. We're all just making it work and moving on. So but how are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. We actually have uh, family visiting right now. So Mark's sister is in town. It's her yeah. first visit to Chicago. Yeah, you guys did so the, uh, some fun things with her. I was say you did the architecture cruise, right? We did. So we talked about some of those things in the uh, Chicago episode we did. So we went downtown yesterday. We spent a little time down at Navy Pier. Um, we did the architectural tour on the river. Um, that was really cool. I understand now why everybody says it's such a great tour. It really was. Um, a lot of great history and information about different buildings and things in Chicago, how Chicago got its name, um, You know, information about the flag of Chicago that uh, is pretty popular. Um, so a lot of great information there. Uh, we had some nachos and things at Margaritaville at, uh, at, uh, Navy pier. And then we did the giant Ferris wheel and then we kind of a driving tour. You did the Ferris wheel? around. I did the Ferris wheel. I was not happy about it, <laughs> but I did it. So it's called the centennial wheel, um, at Navy pier. It's almost 200 stories or it's almost 200 feet tall, about 20 stories. Um, I don't love heights. I don't love Ferris wheels. So um, I may have may not have had a white knuckle grip on the back of the seat the entire time <laughs> and was threatening them if they shook the cabin too much, I would might, you know, hurt them in their sleep. Um, but but I did it. I got through it. I got a picture. And then I then I went and had a margarita. <laughs> should have had the margarita had beforehand. Margarita that might have helped you out a little bit. I really should have. Yeah, I, I get I'm, I'm fine. I don't like heights. So I get really nervous yeah. and things like that. So it's just like I do. OK, but. Yeah. So that's actually the third giant wheel I've done, and it's smaller than the others. So. so I don't I don't have a problem with heights, but I I get a little nervous periodically with things like those because they are so high, and when you're loading and unloading, you get stuck at that top for what feels like half an hour, and it's just like yeah, come on, like 
Yeah, I'm ready to the jump out is, when my turn rolls around at the bottom. Yeah, the good thing is it's it it doesn't stop for long. It it only stopped for a minute or two, uh, but the whole trip is only about fifteen or twenty minutes, and you get to go all the way around twice. Mm-hmm. So, um, it it really wasn't bad. It's just you know nerves for people yeah. like me that don't don't love heights. We have one. But I, I survived. We we have one in Pigeon Forge, um, and it's it's pretty high, and it's over. I think Dolly Parton owns it. Um, it's over at a place called the Islands, right next to Dolly's restaurant, and. Uh, you know, every, every time we go, kids are like, can we go do it? And I'm like, you know, I wouldn't mind doing it, but it's also like $20 a person. And I was like, it's almost a hundred bucks yeah. for us to go. And I was like, I don't really feel like paying that just to go up and be like, I'm stuck up here for a while. And, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't think yeah, it, will go. it was 18 a person, uh, at the Navy pier. So, but I mean, there was three of us, it wasn't yeah. too bad and you do get a nice view and it was a clear day out yesterday and not real windy. Yeah. So there was, you know, we did get a nice view. There's a ride in uh, Kings Island called, um, what well, used to be called the Octopus uh, when I was a kid. I can't remember what it's called now, but it's it's black. It's got all these different arms and it kind of spins you around in a bunch of different, you know, circles, kind of like uh, teacups or um, alien saucer spin, except it like goes in the air a little bit. Uh, so it's kind of a mixture of like Dumbo and teacups and, and all that. And um, at one point while they're unloading and unloading, you're stuck up in the air just dangling and your car rotates in circles while you're going so of course while you're sitting there and you're at the top and they're letting everybody else off you're looking straight up at the sky just on your back for you know a good 10 minutes and i'm like this is you know i'm gonna end up like my blood's gonna all rush to my head and i'm gonna feel dizzy and have a headache (laughs) afterwards um it was great when i was a kid now that i've gotten older my body's like yep time to pass this one on to somebody else Almost too old to ride. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so I did do the London Eye um, when we were in London, and uh, that one is more than two times the size of the one here mm-hmm. in Chicago. So that one's over 440 feet tall. Yeah, that one's. Um, I know things look bigger in the movies, but like, gosh, I don't even want to really be on that one at all. So. I did do the London Eye when we were there. I don't know. It was different. Uh, it's a different, it, you're not seated in a little c- cabin and it, it, um, doesn't rock as much cause the, the capsules are secured in a completely different way yeah. in London. So it, it felt much more steady than the others. Yeah. Um, but then I also did the Montreal one when we were up there and that one is basically the same height as the one here in Chicago. And it was almost the same cabins and everything as the one here in Chicago. So gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, so I can say I've done three of them now. Yeah. So we're good. Well, I hope your sister-in-law is having a good time. So She is. She's actually thinking about coming back in October when we go to Vegas to watch Vinny. Okay. Well, say maybe yeah. you um, showed her too good of a time if you, if you don't like her. <laughs> uh, no, she's doing great. She's having fun. <laughs> All right. Well, in case you guys missed our last episode, uh, last week we continued with our series dedicated to the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom. We talked about five more of our favorite things uh, at the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, which were Art of Animation, uh, sci-fi dine-in which is really cool uh, test track and festival of the lion king uh, which is possibly our our favorite show um, at walt disney world and then uh, this, how to hunt for hidden mickeys and what what hidden mickeys are and how to find them so again go back and check that out if you uh, missed it uh, we're going to continue with this series all the way up to october 1st so if you've missed any of those episodes they're all on our website um, or on all of our uh all the places you can find your, your podcast. So uh, go back and check those out for this episode. Like I said, we're going to continue on with the series and we're going to be talking about uh, five more of our favorite things. And the way we're doing this is each week, we'll just pick five of our favorite things at Walt Disney world, not in any particular order. 
Each week we'll have one resort, one restaurant, two attractions, and one miscellaneous item that adds just that little bit of extra magic that you guys may uh, want. Every vacation needs to be a little different. You don't always want to do the same thing. So uh, we're going to help you figure out what to add next time you guys go. And again, we're going to finish this on October 1st, which is the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom. So um, really loving this episode. I know you guys, the listeners are loving it as well. I know, Alan, I know you are. So start us off with our res, uh, our resort. Our resort in this episode, we are going to talk about Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. So uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, it's um, actually it's two different buildings. It's part of the Deluxe and Deluxe Villa collection at Walt Disney World, if you're looking for one of the larger resorts. Um, it is all themed around Africa, obviously. It's Animal Kingdom Lodge. So, uh, you know, you can step into the heart of Africa in this resort hotel. It's inspired by a traditional African crawl. And it has a giant horseshoe curved design, um, which basically encloses um, four lush savannas that have over 200 hoofed animals and birds calling those savannas home. Uh, so there's... Inside and outside rooms, basically, uh, at both of the buildings, um, you have Jumbo House and Kidani Village. So they have these giant savannas. So if you get a savanna view, you literally have a balcony that opens out onto a savanna where you'll find many of the um, African animals that you would normally find on a safari. So it's kind of cool to go, you know, when we did this, we stayed with my family. Uh, my brother would get up every morning and have his coffee out on the balcony and watch the animals coming out in the morning. Um, the kids really loved it. So you have both the savanna view and the standard view, which is either facing a garden, pool, or parking lot area. So you have a couple different options there. Um, but the resort is beautiful. It does have one of the largest collections of African art in the United States. So just walking around and experiencing um, the feel of this resort, it, it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it just, just, it's, it's so unique to me. I don't know. It, it kind of has the feel of like wilderness lodge, which we talked about before a lot of, you know, big soaring timbers and trees um, kind of supporting the lobbies and things. Uh, but it, it's just, it's got such a great kind of African feel. The theming is great. Um, there's great food here. Um, some of our favorite restaurants, we talked about Boma. Um, the buffet Boma is here at <clears throat> animal kingdom lodge. Um, there are like three different pools, um, just walking trails, things like you find everywhere at all the deluxe resorts. Um, but that, that just the whole safari feel of this resort is pretty amazing. And looking around at all the African art and things, mm. it's, it's definitely one of our favorites. We really enjoy Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yeah. I, I love to resort hop to this one. So even if it's just for mm-hmm. dinner or just to walk around and look at all the art, um, or even go and, you know, look at the Savannah, you get a pretty decent view at some of the different wings. Um, you, of course you get better views if you're staying at the resort and you're standing in one of the Savannah view rooms, but they do have places where you can go and look out over the Savannah, um, and see mm-hmm. some of the gazelle. For the lobby. Yeah. Uh, it's just a really cool resort just to even go walk around. Um, it is a little pricey, especially if you want one of the Savannah rooms because it is the, a deluxe and the Savannah room is an upgrade, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's something I would say, you know, if you're looking at a deluxe resort, maybe just once check this one out. Um, Mm -hmm. it is a lot cheaper than flying to Africa and staying in a safari room. I would tell you that. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, but it's, it's just really Um, cool to see all that art. Um, they have the largest collection, like you said, and, and just kind of 
walking around, take it all in, especially on a down day or, you know, catch a meal at Boma. Yeah, we talk a lot about food at Disney and how great food is. So Boma is amazing. Boma is one of those all-you-care-to-eat buffets. It's the first buffet to reopen at Walt Disney World. Um, the second one has now reopened as well over at the Germany Pavilion. So some of us are starting to come back. That's great. Um, but Boma's got some amazing food. We talked about it. I'm a picky eater. I absolutely love Boma. Um, you can go to the Mara, which is their grab-and-go kind of snack uh, area too. So you can get burgers and pizza and things like that there. Uh, several different bars and lounges. Um, and there are a couple of restaurants. One is called Sanaa. So it's, um, again, uh, down by the Sunset Savannah area. And uh, it's exquisite African dining. Um, they're open breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, amazing food there. And another place, um, all table service. So you have Boma is your buffet. Um, Sanaa and Jiko are both table service restaurants. So there's a lot of options there. Um a lot of lounges and places. It's just, it's just such a fun atmosphere. Mm. If you really want to feel like you've gone somewhere on vacation, spending a few days at Animal Kingdom Lodge will really make you yeah. feel like, you know, you're not in Florida. You, you forget you're at Disney. The US. Yeah. Um, and the staff is great too. Yeah, they are. Um, love Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's, it's definitely, like I said, one of our favorites to go and walk around at um, and stay. So um, definitely check that one out if you guys are, looking at a deluxe resort. So, um, yeah, they have all the typical amenities and stuff. Yeah. You, you can't miss going here. No. And they have a safari or a Savannah. Like that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have some great pictures of the giraffe and ostrich walking by and the wildebeest. And, yeah. um, our resort room was right over this area where some of the, um, like long haired red African hogs were. So we were like looking right off our balcony, at a little hogs family that was underneath us. Yeah. Um, the kids loved it. Like, I don't know. I think I can tell if my brother and I liked it more or the kids yeah. did. <laughs> now, full disclosure. You know, animal lovers. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure though, not, you, you may get a Savannah room, but that doesn't guarantee that you're going to see Savannah animals every time. Like there may be some, depending on weather or something that the animals are either, you know, put up or, um, just don't come to your, your, your side. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, there are animals they roam around. It is not guaranteed. Yeah. So just kind of keep that in mind. We don't want anybody to get disappointed, which if I'm paying that, you know, that, that price for a room and I, I get that specific room, I will be a little disappointed if I don't see them. But um, I also understand that, you know, they're wild animals. They have a mind of their own and um, maybe it's just not come that way. You'll way. see them at some point. Yeah. They just may not hang out right yeah. there quite a bit. Um, and then the one other thing to point out is that they, there are animals and it is a part of the zoological park mm -hmm. that's there. So that sometimes comes with a unique aroma of its own yes. when you're out on the balcony too, just to be aware. In the middle, but you can always go in and close the balcony, turn the air conditioning on, you're good to go. In the middle of you August. Yeah. That. So. Yeah. Sometimes you get the animal aroma. Yeah. That's there. Yeah. But it's, it's still, it's unique. It's, it's something you should really look into if you've never tried it. If you want, if you're an animal lover, especially, it was really great. Yeah. So, got a question for you, Alan. Yes. Have you ever tried the gray stuff? I have. Is it delicious? And I've, it, it is delicious, it is? even though I don't normally like <laughs> um, things of that texture. But yes, I do actually like the gray stuff. I do get it every time. And it is delicious. I, I yes, mm -hmm. I, I get it just about every time. Um, so. Well, especially when it comes in the little chocolate chip cup at the end. Yeah. That's. So like for our restaurant this year, uh, this episode, we've decided to go with Be Our Guest. Um, 
be our guest, which be is our guest. very yeah. fitting because um, we are you know, inviting you to be our guest to our podcast every week. Um, my website is actually be my guest travels.com. So um, I absolutely love be our guest, the, the restaurant and, and the whole uh, theming around it, the part of the movie, the song. Love it. Uh, so if you guys don't know, Be Our Guest Restaurant is one of our uh, favorites. It is uh, one of the newer ones inside, uh, I guess not too new, the new addition to Fantasyland, which is uh, about 10 years old, I guess now, a little somewhere around there. Um, yeah. which It's kind of in the back of Fantasyland behind Ariel's uh, Grotto and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It's you know kind of back there. Um, you can see the castle up on the, up on the hill. Um, and to get to the restaurant, you actually go underground into the mountain. And, um, there's kind of a little cool little, I guess, waiting area where you go in and you check in and they've got some, uh, replica knights, uh, standing there, uh, in the metal. You can hear the knights kind of yeah, the suits of armor. Yeah. The suits of armor. They're kind of talking to themselves and whispering just kind of like they would in the movie. Um, but Be Our Guest is one of the best meals that your guys are going to find on Disney property. Um, and they right now, they're currently offering lunch and dinner. They typically will offer breakfast as well, which is one of my favorites. I love getting to Be Our Guest for breakfast, which is a quick service breakfast. Um, getting that right before the park opens so that way you get a good meal and then you're, you get a full belly and then you guys are ready to go hit the parks. Um, get on Seven Doors Mine Train, hit Fantasyland and Tomorrowland real quick. Um, that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, but lunch is 11 to two fifty-five, and then dinner is from three to 9 PM. Um, if you get one of those 9 PM dinner reservations, you've got the park all to yourself when you're finished eating. So kind of keep that in mind as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, when you go in, you, you kind of go in the waiting area, you got the suits of armor, um, you check in, you go ahead and order your food from a, a little kiosk. You make your way to a table in one of the three different dining rooms, uh, of the castle, and that is the Grand Ballroom, the West Wing, and a castle gallery. The Grand Ballroom is designed just like you see in the movie at the final end where Belle and Beast are uh, dancing in her yellow dress. Um, that is a Grand Ballroom. The West Wing is set up just like the West Wing when you see in the movie. It's dark. It's got torn pictures. Um, it's got the red rose there as well. Uh you know, you can actually see a magical rose where you actually see petals fall. Yep. It actually, you know, that's my favorite room. Yes. That is my favorite room as well. It can be a little dark and scary for little kids because there's thunder and lightning and flashes of light. Um, but it is also really cool because it is set up just like the movie scene. And then the castle gallery, uh, where you get swept up in the romance of Belle's private library and inspired by the larger than life figurines of Belle and Beast dancing in the middle of the room. Um, so they're, you know, these big figurines that are twirling in the middle of the room. And then again, you have the, um, pictures on the wall that are set up just kind of like the library and it's it's a really cool i think that's the one i end up in the most um for one reason or another i don't really know why but um we end up in there and um it's kind of cool because it's not as loud i don't believe as the grand ballroom yeah, definitely not as loud as the uh, but the grand ballroom is is probably my um the one i think of whenever i think of be our guest you go in you see the grand ballroom, you see the flash of the lightning. There's rain that taps against the window. If you're close enough, um, this weather changes from rain to snow. Uh, it's just really cool to sit in there and feel the magic of that restaurant. Uh, and then you get to the food for lunch. You've got, um, your favorite appetizers are, you know, French onion soup, your assorted meats and cheeses. 
Um, you've got uh, pork tenderloin, uh, filet mignon. Um, you got some chicken, sea scallops. You get vegetables. Uh, you have the gray stuff that you can try. What chocolate chip cup uh, with the gray stuff and crisp pearls. They used to actually have it on top of a uh, cupcake as well, uh, but I think they've they've changed that. Um, then your kids, you've got salad, um, beef tenderloin, mac and cheese, and uh, chicken breast. Um, that is for lunch, and then for dinner, it gets even better. You, you, I mean, you really got to bring your appetite though, because it's, they really load you up on food here, um, and it's one of those that. If you're a picky eater, may not be a, re- a restaurant for you, but you can go in and tour it. So, um, actually, it looks like the lunch and dinner menu are now the same, which they used to have a different one. So, um, so there you go. I guess you guys uh, don't have to worry about too many options if you have a picky eater or not. Because <laughs> right now, with the limited options, um, looks like they've combined both their menus. So, um, I really love Be Our Guest. Like I said, I love it for breakfast, especially um, when they have it. You can get that park opening uh, reservation. But the pork tenderloin, filet mignon, um, the rogue chicken, uh, those are some really good options. Um, and then you definitely have to finish it off with the gray stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, the dessert there is actually, it's a trio of desserts. So you actually get like a, a oh, that's right. chocolate you truffle. Do. You get like a macaron and you get, um, we keep calling it the chocolate chip cup because it's literally a, yeah. um, a white chocolate cup formed in the shape of chip yeah. from the movie. And he's filled with the gray stuff. Yeah. So you get to eat a chocolate um, version of chip. That is, that is not stuff. the way I've had it before. Um, I've not had Yeah, you can also get it over at Gaston's, I think, on a cupcake. and Which is the way it used to be dish. at the restaurant when I've gotten it. Um, so I've not had the white chocolate chip cup at the restaurant yet. So, at least I Yeah. The lunch used to be quick service. So breakfast and lunch used to be quick service. Yeah. So, um, you could go in and order what you wanted and then go find your seat and magically they would know where you were sitting, Yeah, which was kind of interesting. And then for dinner, it's table service. So w- since COVID, um, lunch and dinner have been table service. Yeah. They're not doing breakfast yet. We think it's coming soon. Um, but then they're also not doing the quick service option. Yeah. But yeah, you, uh, you mentioned that they, you know, you go and you sit down and then they magically find you. Um, of course that's linked to the magic bands and everything, but it's really cool how they bring the cart out to you with the food on it. And it looks like the cart in the live action beauty and the beast to me. Um, mm-hmm. the one that chip rolls around on and stuff. So it's, it's really cool. The tie ins that they did with this movie and, um, how they made it all really come to life. Yeah, it's a great, great, great restaurant, great theming. Food's really good. Yep. Um, it. I've been told I'm not allowed to go on our next trip because I do that every time we go. We have to try different things. Well, so, so I was saving this part for you. You go for one very specific reason, though. I'm a Beast fanatic. I love the Beast. And Beast does make special appearances in there. So uh, it was that you could get your photo with Beast um you know, when you went in to, to go in and get your table um, or on the way out, you could get your picture with Beast. So right now, um, due to the modified meet and greet, he does walk through the rooms and kind of wave from a distance. So you do still get to see Beast, um, but you don't get the quite up close yeah. picture and autograph yet. Yep. And, and if you go and tell him it's your birthday, you might get a little surprise as well. And, and he's not one of those characters. I did go for my birthday. Oh, really? 
I did. Yeah. He's he's not one of those characters though, really that can just wander around to from table to table though cuz he he's so large. He's yeah, the beast is a pretty big guy. Oh. But you still get to see him. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Food's great. You get to see beasts. You get to dine in the castle. Other, other than a parade, that's the only place you can see him. So Yeah, pretty much. Yep. That's true. Beast is kind of, uh, he's elusive. He doesn't like to come out and hang out as much, you know. Yeah. He's got some social issues there. <laughs> just a few. Bell's teaching him. Just, Bell's teaching just him. a few. I mean, you're kept up in a castle for 25 years or whatever it was, you know. True. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> All right. Let's move on and talk about our uh, first attraction yeah. for this episode. We're getting into some of the good ones. Uh, we have a great one. Yeah, it's a great attraction over at the Magic Kingdom. We are going to talk about Splash Mountain. So Splash Mountain is one of those log flume type rides that you get to go through. Um, they have about 100 uh, animal animatronics throughout the ride. Um, Splash Mountain is based on a movie that not many people remember because it's not out there anymore. Um, but it's based off the movie Song of the South. So inside here, you'll find Br'er Rabbit. And Br'er Rabbit, you know, is looking for his laughing place. But of course, he's being chased by Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox uh, all all through the ride. So you get to meet him and you get to meet a lot of other um, of their little character friends as you go through the ride. As you kind of tell the story about Br'er Rabbit trying to find his laughing place and outwit Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox. So it's a fun place. There's, you know, typical music in there. zippity doo dah, And everybody's got a laughing place. So you're going to come out singing those most likely. Um you will most likely get wet on this ride. Not like you, you know, jumped in a pool with your clothes on wet typically, um, but you do get wet. There is um, a couple of dips and then there is a large five-story drop at the end. Uh, so typically at that large five-story drop, you tend to get a face full of water at the end. Um, but it, it's part of the fun. It, it's, it's a great attraction. Um, it's such a fun little all the little animatronics and things that you see as you go through and uh, it's one of the longer rides in the park too. Yeah. So it does take, um, it's almost a 10 minute ride to go through and uh, it's just, it's, it's so much fun. Um, this is one that we do all the time. Mm-hmm. We, it's a must do for us. Um, if you have items and things you need to keep dry, cell phones, anything like that, I always carry a Ziploc with me. Um, so, you know, you can throw your phone in a Ziploc if you're worried about it getting very wet. Um, uh, Mark also wears hearing aids, so depending on how wet we think they're going to get, um, we carry Ziploc to throw his hearing aids in, things like that. Um, but there are some lockers there available, too, near the main entrance if you wanted to put some things in a locker and make sure they stay dry. Um, there is a 40-inch um, height restriction on this one, so if kids are not quite 40 inches tall, uh, they're going to be a little bit too small to ride this one. Um, but there is a small laugh-in-place play area um, underneath the train station there near the entrance and exit to Splash Mountain um, that the little critters can take advantage of as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a fun ride. It's great. It is. And this is also one of those, you mentioned the, you know, you get, get a little wet and there's some places on this ride where you get surprised uh, by a little bit of water. So it's not just the big drop. Um, yeah. You know, we're not going to give that away, but it's also one of those two, like you, you said you put stuff in a Ziploc bag. I've seen people take ponchos and other things to kind of stay dry on this. It doesn't really help much on this one. Um, <laughs> it seems like the water just kind of comes up from everywhere. So 
when you get it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the de- the Ziploc bag is definitely a uh, tip to keep in mind. Um, the story for it, yeah, a lot of people aren't going to remember or know, um, but that doesn't take anything away from it. Um, it's you no. know you 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 get the story as soon as you get on the ride and you start going in. Yeah. So um, you can pick up real quick if you're not familiar with the story. Now again, that's going to change. We don't know when, um, but you know it's it's one of those rides. It's a classic. We do love doing it. Um, Blaine's not so much of a fan of it. He will do it and he likes it, but his biggest thing is there's no pull down bar. Um, so there is no, any kind of restraint on this one. You are, um, freestanding, I get not standing. I mean, you're sitting, um, but it's not, you know, where you're going to fall out or anything like that. It's, uh, you know, that, that's why the height requirement is the 48 inches, though, because they want to make sure your kids are 40, 40 inches. Yeah. Um, yeah. So your kids are tall enough that, you know, they're going to be safe. But it is definitely a fun one. It's, it's you know, anybody that's tall enough can do it. They're going to enjoy it. Um, it's not that scary, but you do get some of the best pictures. And I actually have a video going down the hill. Um, I did sacrifice my phone to take that video, uh, but it is one of my favorite videos because that view is one of the best views at Walt Disney world. Yeah. There, there's a great view out over the park as you come up, up over the top of the hill. And for those of you that are scared of like the big hill, that's just a very small part of the attraction Yeah, and it's over really quick. It, it just happens really yeah. fast. So it's not that bad. Um, if you haven't done it, if you're worried just about the hill, um, you should totally try it. There's so much more to that attraction yes. than just that one hill. There is. And uh, it, it's a blast. And, and Disney it's does, really it does get some speed going down the hill, but Disney does a um, phenomenal job at the end, making it look like it gets a bigger splash than what it really does when it shoots off the yeah. water cannons at the end. Um, you know, you're not, you're not going super fast. You're going fast enough, but it's not one of those where it's, you know, you can be nervous about it, but once you do it, you'll realize there's nothing really to it. and You'll do it again. Yeah, it was one of those. So I, I always tell a story that my grandmother who passed, um, she loved animals. She was an animal lover. And we knew if she saw the hill, she would say no way. So we kind of tricked her. <laughs> so we actually got on the train at main street. And as you ride the steam train through when they come back, um, the steam trains actually go through part of the finale scene. And you can see all the critters inside and the music. She's like, oh, that looks really great. I said, okay, we're going to go do that. So, you know, you get off right there at Big Thunder Mountain, uh, in between Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain off the train, and you can get right in line without seeing the big drop. So once we were on the ride, we were all kind of giggling. And, you know, you go up the first hill and you come around the corner and you can see the big drop. And she's like, what's that? I said, well, that's where we're going. And she said, well, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm like, well, you're on the ride now. Yeah. So you're going to. Don't be those people that jump off. Yeah, it turned out that she... Um, the, the ride, the hill didn't bother her like she thought it would. In fact, she loved all the critters so much. We were not allowed to do anything else until we rode it again. <laughs> so we got off and had to get right back in line. Um, so grandma liked all those critters. Yeah. So it was great. Yeah. Well, good deal. So, uh, well, fun attraction. Yeah. Well, we're going to jump over to Hollywood studios to another fun attraction. And it is next to big thunder mountain. Um, my favorite family coaster at, uh, Walt Disney World, and that's Slinky Dog Dash. Um, and I say family coaster because it's, you know, Spl- uh, Space Mountain may be one of those a lot of people can't do, don't want to do with their kids. Uh, Everest is the same way. Slinky Dog Dash is one of those everybody um, that's over 38 inches can do and enjoy. 
Um, it is really a family coaster. It's a lot longer than Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which is why I really like it. Um, kids, teens, tweens, adults, everybody enjoys this ride. And, you know, and the minute you walk into uh, Toy Story Land um, from either direction, you hear the screams and people having a good time on it. And then if you come in from the front entrance of Toy Story Land, not not the back entrance to Galaxy's Edges, um, it is the first attraction that you really see uh, once you pass mm-hmm. the big statue of Woody. And all of your favorite Toy Story characters are represented on this ride. Um, you've got Woody standing outside, then you've got Jesse, uh, Buzz, Rex standing up there on the blocks mm-hmm. holding you know some things together. You've got uh, Mr. Potato Head. You have... Uh, uh, was it Wheezy the Penguin? Um, mm-hmm. You've got uh, RC in the queue. Um, I mean, they're they're just all in this ride, and then of course Slinky is the actual um, ride car, and you are sitting Slinky in dog. separate uh, seats, uh, cabins for uh, Slinky, and there's two people per seat. Um, I prefer the back. And I'll tell you why in a little bit, but it's basically, uh, you know, a, a really good coaster. There's some big hills, uh, does have some speed. There's some small drops. It is a thrill ride and it's actually pretty long considering it's a family coaster and some of the other coasters that Disney has. Uh, it almost to me feels like two different roller coasters because you go through one and then you come to a spot where you have this slingshot type action where you go through the go, 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 uh, rings. And then you go through like a different uh, uh, track to me. And on that second one, there are certain small hills where it feels like you are actually on a slinky or a spring and you're being pulled Mm -hmm. forward. And I feel like you get that, uh, reaction a little bit better in the back of the coaster than in the front. Um, so it really does feel like you're on a slinky and and it's pulling you forward and just giving that little bit of extra touch that uh, makes it feel like you're, you're part of slinky dog. Um, the track is supposedly supposedly have been designed by Andy, um, part of his. Um, oh, I cannot think of the toy set that he gets to create it. Kind of like your um, Connects or your Lincoln Logs or anything. It's you know just a whole bunch yeah. of different toys that he's kind of put together. Um, and you're actually and when you're in Toy Story Land, you're in Andy's backyard, so everything is super overgrown. The ride uh, for Slinky Dog continues that everything is overgrown your glue bottles your army men your wood blocks your pencils uh, everything is super sized um and it's just a what makes you feel like you're the size of a toy yeah. one of Andy's yeah a lot lost in the backyard and then so when you're when you're on slinky dog you feel like you're on a big spring and i mean it's just it's a great family coaster that just kind of takes you through some hills and like some, some speed um and it's one of those you you definitely have to get a picture in front of. You have to stand there and just watch and witness it for a little while because the characters interact with each other up on uh, the wood blocks they're standing on. Um, Jesse yells out over the coaster. Uh, it's just a really cool attraction. I think they did a really good job with this one. Yeah, it's it's uh, very family oriented. So, you know, shorter kids can go on it. Most kids really enjoy it. Yeah, 38 um, inches. It's slightly different. It's slightly different from Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is built into a big mountain. So you don't always see the big hills and things like that that you're going to get. But Slinky Dog is all outdoor, more of a traditional roller coaster kind of feel. So it is a slightly different feel and it does feel a little more grown up. Um, 
but everybody loves it. It's it's great. It's really they did a really great job with the theming. Yeah. It's really smooth too. We know a lot of yeah. coasters, especially on these rails, um, they can get a little rough. This one is really really smooth. Super smooth. Yeah, it's it's just it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't know anybody that hasn't liked it. No, I mean, you know, especially for one of those that you know, thirty eight inches and above can ride. Um, it definitely is one of the favorites, and that's why it has one of the longest lives at Disney consistently. Yeah, it's up there with Seven Doors Mine Train and the longer, longer queues. But which you know, I will say, we'll if I've got happens. my preference of Slinky Dog or Seven Doors Mine Train, I'm going Slinky Dog. Seven Doors Mine Train is just I can too see short that. for me. Oh. It does feel short, and, and this uh, one, this one probably feels, about the same time. Say, this length, one feels really feel long. Shorter. It might be that you're outside and you're getting Maybe. that separate bit of a thrill kind of thing. Um, it does feel like it goes a little higher. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's just it's such a fun, fun new addition to Hollywood Studios. It's a couple years old now, yeah. but um, one of the newer attractions that they did. Yeah. And it, it's really great. Yep. And don't forget, you can get your photo pass photo yep. on that ride. You can get well. your photo pass photo on that one. Um, this is one of those that we've heard rumors about coming to the um, uh, to Genie Plus. It's not going to be the extra five to uh one you pay for um, the one time, but it, it will supposedly be on that Genie Plus. So uh, we're still waiting for rumors for that to come out. And it's also one of those, if you have the Disney Play, uh, Parks Play app, um, you can go and play a game on that one while you're waiting in line, which I think is pretty cool. It does drain your battery a little bit, but um, we all know these these kids now and they, these teenagers carry their, you know, multiples of portable chargers to keep their phones charged. So uh if you got somebody that has a hard time playing in line or standing in line, let them, let them play the app and see how it goes. There's a lot of few things, a lot of fun things you can do on the uh, Disney Parks app yeah. that are kind of interactive in those. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's talk about our little um, extra for this episode, our plus. So what is something different that you could do? You might not do every time, um, but adds a little bit of extra magic to a trip. And one of those things you could do is a VIP or backstage tour. So you've probably seen these VIP tours going along if you haven't haven't really ever experienced them before or knew what they were. Um, but you'll find the VIP tours are available um, at all the parks. And uh, you can book a private VIP tour. Um, the price is a little high on this. It's not something you would do every time, typically. Um, although everybody I know who's been on a VIP tour says it's the only way to go. Uh, VIP tours start, um, it, you have to have a seven hour tour to start them, uh, minimum. You can go longer than that, but the tours are for up to 10 guests. So you can kind of split the price up between all the guests that go. So if you have a family that goes or anything like that, everybody can kind of pitch in and split the price, um, which makes it a little more affordable and kind of nice. But basically a VIP tour is you are met by a member of the Disney guest relations team, a VIP tour guide, and they will help customize your day and take you through uh, the parks. So there's several different options you can do. The VIP tour typically is attraction experiences. So you can go and do um, rides in all four parks in one day, if that's your choice. And the tour guide will happily take you there. Um, Basically the tour guide, you can either meet them at your resort hotel. They will pick you up at your resort and take you out for the day. Um, Or you can meet them at the park and start your day there. 
depending again on how you want uh, to plan your day, I usually recommend meeting them at the park because if you are meeting them um, at your resort hotel and they're taking you somewhere, um, the clock starts on your tour as soon as you meet and start with the tour guide. So I would rather start my day in the park, um, but that's just one of our little tips. Mm -hmm. So VIP tour guides will give you pre-arrival planning. They give you a flexible start time picked by you. Um, you can visit multiple parks in one day when you're on a VIP tour um, and you don't have to have the park hopper for that. So you do have to have a separate park ticket and a reservation for the per first park you go into for the day. Um, but then you can actually park hop. So uh, many of these VIP tours will do the thrill tour and they will take you to the thrill rides at all four attractions. And when you go, um, you get an air conditioned van. They take you from a backstage area in one park to a backstage area in the other parks. So you're not having to go through security every time. Um, not having to go through bag checks and things like that. Uh, so you're, you're getting exclusive access. You get some behind the scenes views of things. Um, it's it's pretty amazing. And these tour guides, they are like history buffs. They know so much about Disney, so much about history, so much about all the different attractions, what goes into them. Um, they're like a walking encyclopedia and they help share a lot of really great information with you. Um, it's a really cool experience. Like I said, there are different types of tours you can do. Um, there's like a classic tour you can do at the Magic Kingdom where they do a lot of the classic attractions, Peter Pan, Dumbo, things like that. Um, so if you want to get a lot of those in and you have a, um, some small travelers with you for the day, that might be a good option to do all the classic attractions. Um, and then there's like the Thrill Seeker one where you can do all the thrill attractions. You can go from park to park. Um, there, it's just a lot of variation uh, into what you can do with a VIP tour. Uh, also, when you go on the VIP tour, you don't stand in the standard lines. Mm -hmm. VIP tours have separate access. They take you right into an attraction with little to no wait most times. Yep. So it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. If you're on a short trip and you want to get like the highlights of all of Disney, um, a VIP tour is totally the way to go because uh, you can hit, basically hit you know all the big things in the in the park in a day mm -hmm. in all the parks. Yeah. Um, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And like you said, they have different versions for, um, for basically everybody's different needs. You, you know, everybody goes to Disney for a different reason. Um, if you're looking for something new to do, they've got something there for you. And these tour guides, they're not just people showing, like taking you around, spouting off random knowledge. Like they really become part of your group and your, your, your extended family. And they get, to, you know, take the time to get to know you guys. Um, and then I can help tailor some of your activities around just getting to know you, you know, and be like, Oh, you mm -hmm. know, I know you guys said you guys really like this. I think you'd really like this if you, if you haven't done it yet or whatever. Um, and they've just got so much knowledge and, um, it just really makes the tour more entertaining. I mean, yeah, you're getting to do all your favorite attractions and rides and everything like super fast and skip lines and all that. And that's great. Um, that's well worth the money, but just adding that little bit of extra service and that special touch that these VIP tour guides do. Um, and not just the VIP tour guides, like the backstage tours and, and things like that. Um, they really make that experience worth doing and just adding that little bit of extra touch. So um, love VIP tours, love the backstage tours, the roaming with giants and, um, the garden seeds one at, over at, uh, living with the land, all the different kinds they have there. Uh, such fun things to do. If you're looking for that little bit of extra magic and, they, and you can do like yeah, an there's hour. like a tour from like 
Marceline to Missouri to, to the parks where they talk about Walt mm-hmm. growing up and history of Walt and how he designed the parks. Um, when the steam trains come back, there's a very popular um, behind the scenes steam train tour where you can actually go back to the roundhouse uh, where the steam trains are parked and see how they uh, maintain and care for the steam trains mm-hmm. as you know, get your ride around the park. There, there are a lot of various options available. Um, most of them are back. Uh, there are still some that are not quite ready to be done again. Um, but but there's so many cool options. And, and just the ones going through the parks, like, like I said, your tour guides, these are guest relations people at Disney. And you don't just get hired into guest relations from off the street. No. So most of the people who start um, working for Walt Disney World don't start in guest relations. You start somewhere else. And then there's a whole interview process and an, uh, a way of moving into guest relations and doing some of what they do. Um, so these guys are, they've been around a little bit. They know um, a lot of information about the parks and what's going on and how to help you enjoy and experience it. Um, it's like when you know you've made just, it like, as great. a cast member, you, you made it. You got that special vest on. Yeah, you know, like you, yep. you, I'm, I made it. Like I'm here. So I'm guest relations. I'm a VIP yeah. tour guide. Yep. It's a big deal. You know who they are when you see uh, them. And, yep. And many of your tour guides. So for some of the families that do this um, year in and year out, they get the same tour guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can request the same guide over and over. So they really get to know you in that way as well. Um, but there's just, uh, there's nothing bad to say about this. Yeah. It's Especially if you have animal lovers. Um, um, you, you can yeah. go swim with dolphins. Some of the behind the scenes things. You can get up mm-hmm. close with elephants and rhinos. Um, you can take the safari trek. I mean, it's just... There's something for everybody with these tours, history buffs, train lovers. Um, I mean, there's just something if you're, you know, an artsy person or somebody that's into drama, like you can go and see the costumes and how they're made and, you know, all that. it's just something for everybody. Yeah, there's some really cool options available here, not just, you know, checking out the parks. Mm-hmm. There's some great behind the scenes things, yeah. too. Um, and some of them are not that expensive. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, the VIP tour is the most expensive of them. Um you know, because you're you are getting to experience attractions and things like that. Um, you're getting, you're the, getting the true a bit less the true back entrance VIP experience with those tours. Like you really are. So they they are a little pricey, but some of the other ones they're they're not too bad. Yeah, you're starting at a seven hour tour. Uh, base price on a seven hour tour is just about three thousand yeah. dollars. Um, you know, for seven hours of your day and you, up to ten people. So you know, if you broke that down. Um, you know, everybody pitched in and, and shared. It's really not that bad. It is not inclusive of your park ticket. So you, like I said, you do have yeah. to have a park ticket and a reservation for the first park you go into for the day. Um, but then beyond that, it's it's really up to you and your guide mm-hmm. to let them know um, what you want to experience, what your likes and dislikes are, and they will really help make it an amazing, amazing day. Yep. And we can help you book it. Absolutely. It's, it's just, if you, it, it really is one of those things that if you haven't done, it should be on your bucket list. Yes. Yep. The tours are amazing. It really, really should. So, all right. I guess that wraps up the episode, except our news. So uh, let's just yep. kind of get right into that. We did have a few, few things come out this week. Nothing super exciting, but a few things that people want to be a little interested in. Um, Yep. So one of the big things that's kind of been on hold for a while um, is the annual passes for Walt Disney World. So new annual passes have finally been announced. 
They will be available for purchase starting on September 8th. So just coming up. Um, there are four tiers, but essentially if you are uh, a non-Florida resident and not a Disney Vacation Club member, you have one option um, available to you. Uh, if you are a Florida resident, you have several other options. And if you are a Disney Vacation Club member, then you have two choices um, of tiers and what they will run. Um, it, the pricing is from the old annual passes that were there. The pricing is not very different. Mm -hmm. It, it might've gone up slightly, but it's pretty similar to what they were doing in the past yeah. with two notable options. So, um, the water parks, uh, you could add the water park option on before. Um, I actually don't remember what the pricing was to add the water park option. Um, but you can add water park and sports option to an annual pass now. Um, so what that would include is access to uh, Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, as well as the miniature golf courses of Fantasia Gardens and Winter Summerland. Um, you also have access to the ESPN Worldwide Sports and uh, to a couple of the golf locations. So that's a $99 per person add-on. Uh, if you want to add those things, uh, there are no blockout dates for the water parks, the golf, and the mini golf, um, but there are blackout dates for some of the other um, passes. And then the other notable option that people are kind of not real happy about yeah. is that the photo pass downloads memory maker is not automatically included in the annual pass, but you can add it on um, for a year for $99. So if you're looking at annual pass, it's still less than getting a memory maker for one trip. Um, you know, it's just interesting that it's not automatically yeah. included anymore. Uh, I'm, Sad the memory maker's not on there. Um, but you know, it is like I said, it is cheaper than adding it on for one trip. So if you go multiple times, which is the purpose of this, then of an annual pass, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, annual passes are great, and you know, we wanted to put this out there, you know, information out there for you guys. And a lot of people may be thinking, well, don't you guys get commission on when people sell tickets? We do. Um, so if you guys are looking at an annual pass, there's a, there's a trick to go about doing this, and that is buying a 10-day park hopper through us as travel agents. Let us get, you know, the, the sales credit for that, and then you can upgrade that ticket to an annual pass. Um, so that way we're not, you know, we're not losing anything by helping you guys get one. Uh, annual passes, like I said, are great. Uh, Alan has had one in the past, and we'll be getting one again, and I will be getting one again here yep. soon. Uh, we haven't been able to do that over the last year, which has been extremely aggravating to us considering how, how many times we've gone over the last year and, and yep. would have saved ourselves a lot of money. So, um, so, you know, we wanted yeah, to give you I, that information. Unknowingly, I let mine. well, I knowingly, I let mine expire right as everything was closing down from COVID and then not realizing haven't been able to get it back. Yeah. We didn't know they wouldn't sell it back to us. So, yep. We'll, we'll get that. We're saying your yeah. passes going again. Um, we did have some Halloween Horror Night uh, news over at Universal. Uh, and this is something that I, I'm not a big fan of haunted houses anyway. I just don't understand the point of them. I know a lot of people love them. Nothing against the guys that do. But um, they're going to have the plexiglass dividers between the actors and the guests at their um, house this year, which I find a little weird considering that people like that feeling of people jumping out at them. And if you know, there's a plexiglass divider that doesn't one, doesn't that give that away? And two, doesn't that kind of take a little bit of the scare factor away that, ah, oh, you can't reach me. Um, I don't know. We'll just, I guess, have to kind of see how this plays out and see what the responses are to this. Um, 
it's one of those I just kind of was like, okay, I don't understand it. But if you're planning on going there, um, just keep that in mind. And that's to say they're going to do it right now. Who knows? Things can change between now and when they actually get this thing up and running. And, you know, they may take them down halfway through. We don't know. That's just what the the information we have right now. Uh, so, again, just kind of keep that in mind if you're planning on making it out to uh, Halloween Horror Nights. And then over at... Yeah, I don't think it'll be that obvious, actually, because many of the... It is pretty dark. The haunted houses, you're like, yeah, when some of the, some of the, um, let's just say creatures and characters are either like behind a fence sometimes, so they can't quite get to you and things like that. So I don't think it will be that noticeable in many cases. Um, I don't think it'll take part, take away much of it. There are still 10 haunted houses, um, listed for Halloween horror nights and five scare zones. So each of those has got a unique feel to them. Um, if you've never done Halloween Horror Nights, uh, we do not recommend it for no. um, folks 13 and under. It is it Halloween Horror Nights is not Disney. No. They will scare yes. you. Um, it, it it is. It's just kind of scary walking around, universal. not even going in the haunted houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the scare zones that they have. So they have these scare zones set up in different areas, so you know that um, you know some some creature may come up to you. Um, you know, one of the cool things that um, people really like about Halloween Horror Nights is they do these chainsaw brigades. So um, they have characters that, you know, are dressed up kind of bloody and gory and they march around with chainsaws and the chainsaws are the blade is off mm-hmm. of them. So that, you know, yeah. there's no, no way of hurting anybody. But um, they're typical like gas powered chainsaws and they do like a whole um, drill sergeant marching thing. So they'll be, you know, marching down the street like a military unit and then all of a sudden they'll start up the chainsaws and run into the crowd and, you know, people run and scatter. And, yeah. um, there, there are some, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. If you are not into being scared and you don't like Halloween, um, Halloween horror nights is probably not the experience for yeah. you. Um, but if you're really all about a good scare and, and, you know, horror movies and things like that, um, it is a great, great time. Yeah. If that's something you really enjoy. Yeah. Now for those but not recommended for 13 and under. <laughs> Honestly, no, no but, but for those that are, um, you know, okay with the more tamed version of a Halloween party, we're starting to see mm-hmm. more pictures of more decorations out at Disneyland for their boo bash. And so we've got some more of the Hall, Halloween, um, H A U L decorations over at, um, in cars land over there. So, um, pretty cool to see those. I'm glad they brought those back. Cause those are very interesting when they dress all the cars up from the movie and their Halloween costumes and, you know, Vader, uh, not Vader, Mater as a, a vampire and, you know, those kind of things. It's, it's really cool to kind of see that. So I'm glad they brought that back. And like I said, pictures are starting to resurface of, of the decorations out there at Disneyland, which, I feel like did- I did get to see that a couple of years ago and cars land and stuff is amazing yeah. at Halloween. There's all kinds of, it's like Christmas. They bring out all kinds of specific Halloween decorations and they retheme some things. Like you said, the, the cars characters get costumes, Halloween costumes when they're out. Um, it just, the decoration and everything. It's, it's yeah. really, really cool. It's a great experience. Um, you know, and there is also, as we mentioned before, Boo Bash is also happening at Walt Disney World. So you get Boo Bash yeah. on California and Florida, both coasts. Um, so if you're, that's definitely more for the tame Halloween yeah. parties. Yeah. So, so they're exciting. They're yeah. fun. So we got one last bit of information, and um, I think we're just about done. Yeah, we had a 
a little bit more information shared about Disney's Kite Tales. So Disney's Kite Tales is a new uh, daytime uh, show coming to Animal Kingdom. Um, it's going to be, it's it's over at Animal Kingdom. It's going to be in the old Rivers of Light Stadium. And um, basically there's music and kites and celebration of animals and things that will be happening. Uh, this will premiere on October 1st. So there's a new video out where they show you the giant Zazu kite. Um, there'll be performers that, you know, kind of come into the stadium area with different kinds of kites and interactive like pinwheels and things that have animals on them. Um, music will be playing. There's giant, in some case, like 30, 40 foot long kites of uh, some of your favorite animal characters you might recognize uh, from Animal Kingdom. Uh, it, it looks very interesting. I'm curious to see where they go with mm -hmm. this. Um, I'll admit many years in the past, they used to do some daytime shows at Epcot. And my opinion was they were not the best thing in the world. Um, so I'm, I'm really hoping that this comes together. I like what I see. I, the kites look really cool and I like yeah. the artwork and the way they're describing it. It looks like it's going to be interesting. Um, so I'm, I'm ready to see how it comes together. Yeah. I'm going to reserve judgment. It could be cool. I'm going to reserve judgment just because I need to see it in person. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's these promotional videos that they're putting out. It's it's going to look good, you know, but when you see it in person, Disney, yeah, course, when you yeah. see it in person, is it really going to be, you know, what you were promised or um, as elaborate or, you know, lengthy? So um, it's just going to be it's, it's a neat concept. Uh, I think it's very cool. Kites are something that I feel like brings out the kid in everybody. It doesn't matter how old you are. And mm -hmm. I think that's why they're so popular over in the um China and Japan pavilions uh, at, at Epcot. Um, and that's why the Nemo show it to me is so unique um, because it's kind of like they're got some kind of like kites in it, but with the puppets and Mr. Ray and all that. So um, I don't know. It's just very unique and, and I'm excited to kind of see it for the first time. And, and then I'll pass my judgment along after that, but I don't know something new coming for the 50th anniversary. And um you know, October 1st deadline is, uh, or date is becoming a uh, very popular day in all the parks, which I know is the purpose of, you know, for the date, but uh, it's going to be hard to choose. What do you go see that day? Because you can't go see it all. Yeah, there's going to be so many things. So, yeah, you, one per park, yeah. really. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, lots of great things coming. So, can't wait to see. We're, you know, only about a month away. Yeah. So, yay. Yeah. I, I'm, I've got a countdown for uh, our universal trip and we've just hit, uh, I think 30 days today. So, um, nice. yeah, so we'll, we'll see tomorrow, I guess is 30. Um, but nice. um, well guys, that's it for this episode. Catch us next time as we continue this series inspired by the 50th anniversary of magic kingdom. And we talk about five more of our favorite things at Walt Disney world. Uh, we've only got a few more weeks left. So if we haven't talked about something that you wanted us to talk about, um, you just have to kind of, you know, stay tuned and see if it makes our list or not. And again, this is not in any particular order. It's just, you know, we just put five things together in an episode and just, you know, wrote it out. And uh, we'll, we'll have to see if your your favorite attractions make our list. Um, we're getting down to some. Send us a comment. Send us a message. See if we can get those. Uh, uh, said, uh, there's going to be list. some popular ones that get left off um, because mm -hmm. we don't have much time left. So uh, it's going to be interesting, but. And as you guys know, as your mouse experts, we're here to help answer all your Disney Universal Destination questions, help you prepare for that next magic, magical vacation, whether the, it's at 
uh, one of those places or anywhere else, whether it's your favorite beach location or mountain getaway. Uh, if you enjoyed this show, please make sure you share this episode with anyone who might be interested. Uh, we're always looking to grow our audience, so please continue to share. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Um, please leave us comments, send us an email, let us know, um, you know, if we uh, hit on any of these attractions or, or restaurants uh, resort today. Um, what do you guys like about VIP tours? If you've taken one, we, w- we would like to hear which one you guys uh, took or, or behind the scenes store. Uh, let us know your experience. And um, we'd love to have you on if you, if you did take one of those tours. So uh, again, please leave all those comments. Just reach out to us by one of our contact methods in the show description. And um, as always guys, thank you for your support as we continue on with this series. And uh, we're just having such a great time with it. Absolutely. All right. And we like to end our episodes with a quote. And this one is so long boys. I'll send you a postcard from paradise falls. And that was Carl Fredrickson from up. Yeah. So we can help you find your paradise falls as well. Yes. Uh, Whether that's Disney or somewhere. I else. was, I chose this one for a couple of different reasons because you know, it's, it's, it's so fitting. Um, everybody has their own version of paradise falls. Um, but then also with the the actor who uh, played Carl Fredrickson passing away, um, I just kind of thought that was, you know, that would be something I would, if I walked to, to his tombstone, I could see that being, you know, put on, on his headstone right there, uh, that quote. So uh, very fitting. Um, he's going to be missed. He was, he was a really brilliant actor, um, but love that quote. Like I said, everybody's got their own paradise falls. So when you get there, make sure you send a postcard to those that uh, didn't come along with you and they might be a little jealous. Exactly. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thank you guys. Appreciate you. We will see you next time. Catch you next week. Bye guys. Have a great day.